Whatever I, was, I was I was looking through your uh, some of your interviews and I was like you had like David Duchovny on the show and everything. I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. I was like, that's um, <laughs> it's a pretty yeah, big that get. Was... That's a pretty big get as far as interviews go. Yeah, he was promoting his uh his music, uh-huh. so that's kind of like sometimes how you get. I had Billy Bob Thornton too. Like, oh, okay, then, like he's an Oscar winner, but yeah, he's a, when he promotes his music. I think that's when they they'll do these like podcasts and stuff because they they don't the bigger. Uh, talk shows aren't going to try to help him promote that stuff right because so. they're going to be like let's talk about angelina jolie nobody gives a crap about right music. <laughs> but it, like, i mean billy bob thornton was so fascinating like i could have talked about him talked with him about anything like cars i'm sure, I'm sure. music yeah. what like it was just he's like a really interesting guy same with duchovny you see why these guys become such big stars because they just have this personality that just uh you know like d snyder from twisted sister too i would say ted nugent i know he's polarizing but that guy. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, totally all those guys are very charismatic. There's no doubt yes, about that. Exactly. Yeah. You can tell. You can tell these guys were like front men for you know. Yeah, they're the very guys. entertaining. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit narcissistic too. But that probably, <laughs> you got to have a. You probably got to have a little bit of ego to do what those guys have done, and obviously, it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that. For sure. Okay, you ready to? Yeah, but, yeah, 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 whenever, man. Yeah, so well, welcome. You just go by JT, right? Yeah, JT is probably the best way to to, to introduce me on here because it's kind of like that's my that's why everybody knows me online, basically. Okay. So JT, and then the the um, the TikTok is JT follows JC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great mm-hmm. content on the TikTok and the Instagram, and then um, I watched the movie last night. Is it? Would you call it a movie or is it a two-part docu series? What would you? How do you describe? Yeah, I would it? probably call it a documentary movie. It was. It was meant to be. A, I mean, we we made it to be one movie, but then we kind of realized it's like it was better broken into two parts. And so, yeah, this is like a two-part documentary, as you want to say it. Yeah, ancient angels is the name of it. Uh, it's kind of like your answer to ancient aliens. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that was that yeah. was the goal. Did you watch Ancient Aliens or have you watched all that or some of that or um well I think when I was first waking up like uh well before I woke up spiritually I liked that show. I think I was like I don't know what it was. It was just like I think when they when it was very when it first came on it wasn't like a um a full series. It was like I think they released it as like a hour and a half long I think movie kind of like maybe that was kind of their introduction. And I was pretty fascinated because I said, I always heard like in the periphery that like there's something strange about the pyramids, but like as somebody who didn't care about history class too much and, and just like, well, that, they look kind of easy to build. I mean, look at them and they're just big triangles. It's like, what could be possibly be hard about that? Like why would aliens need to do it? And then you're like, but then when they actually showed the details of like the stones, there's like, I think there's 2 million stones or 2.5 million stones in the great pyramid. And then they're two and a half tons a piece. And then they're trying to, you know, so then they're kind of clowning on like the mainstream narrative. And then they start showing pyramids all around the world, like things in Peru and, you know, just in Mexico. And you're like, wait a minute, this is sort of weird. Like, like these things are all over the place. And I think that's what you like as a, everybody knows about the great pyramids, but then when you start finding out there's megaliths everywhere, you're like, this is, this is kind of intriguing. Like, like what does all this mean? And like well, I said, they're I really... also similar, right? I mean, that's what's so interesting is that they, when you show them all together, 
there's a lot of similarities right. in different parts of the world. And this is before the internet or planes. So how could they all have the same idea at the same time? Right. Well, that I think that's like it. It sort of does show like a little bit of a connectivity because it's funny because like you could see, you know, like the first skyscrapers, I believe, were built like in America. And then but then, you know, later on, obviously, as this technology moved around the world, every place has skyscrapers, but they're all slightly different. You know what I mean? Like if you go to like Dubai, they don't really look like the ones in New York City. You know, you go to to China, they look different. So everybody's kind of got the same kind of idea, but they have their own cultural take to it. And that's kind of what you see with the pyramids. They're like, is it possible that this is the connectivity, that there was this lost civilization that went around the world? And and I think I said, as as somebody who grew up in the church, obviously, we never talked about that kind of stuff. I mean, I didn't believe in aliens. But then you're just like, well, what does this mean? Because it's kind of like a lot of this stuff looks like it's way older than the biblical text. So like, what does this mean as far as my faith goes? And I think that like, I had to wrestle with that for a while. Like, what is like, how did this happen? And I think to me, I think I, I enjoyed the mystery of the topic more than more so than like the ridiculousness of everything. Could perhaps is it aliens, you know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't always believe in that. Well, yeah, because they, I mean, even the ancient aliens, though, I mean, that's one thing that your show and the ancient aliens has in common is that you both say that it's probably unlikely that man did this with the tools that they had. Mm-hmm. And then you, you the, both of the, the shows, you you uh, give examples and you show the technology that we have trying to do this kind of stuff. And it, it's like really hard to do it even today with all the technology and, and machines that we have it would be very difficult. So how did they do it back then? It, it does definitely raise a question for sure. Yeah, well, I think they were saying like, like the, and it's like the older the it's like kind of like the the further back you go like the bigger the stones get like that that makes no sense you know because like, obviously you think i was saying just just imagine like everybody knows that show macgyver so macgyver was really smart because he could do he could make these complex little machines and things with with barely anything okay so it takes a smarter person to build things with less technology now you're talking about these people did things that we don't even know how they could do it. We we don't even know how we could do it today. And they had no tools. So they weren't just smart. They were obviously very smart. Or maybe they did have tools and maybe they were real smart too. Because I mean, it's, like, it's how almost, would they lift those giant, uh, how, how big, what was the, some of the biggest stones? Was it a, was it a million pounds? I, I don't well, think yeah, I, I want to say that I can't remember. I know that there's in, there's this place in Lebanon called Baalbek. And yeah. they, they have they have the trilithon stones, and there's even like a stone that's in the quarry, and they estimate them to be like I think one of them's like fourteen hundred tons, which I'm not even sure the math on it. It's over a million pounds though. There's several stones that are over a million pounds, and you're like, and it's funny because they're not flat on the ground either. They're they're elevated, so like how would they possibly get that? And then yeah, then there's a stone in the quarry that that's still attached to the bedrock, but it's like cut out on four side, you know, on three sides. Same thing. There, there's, there's in like in Egypt, there's an obelisk. It's like absolutely massive, and it's cut on three sides, but it's still attached to the bedrock. And you're like, we would never do anything like that. Obviously, you would cut, you would get a, a big, biggest stone as you could handle, and then you would go shape it later. I mean, they're shaping it in the ground. I mean, like, it, it's, it's yeah. bizarre. Well, I mean, it's bizarre. Things. Yeah, with the ancient aliens, they talk about the cutting techniques, the crazy cutting techniques that would be very difficult to do back then because it's difficult now they said even with computers 
They could maybe do it, but it wouldn't be perfect. And that's with computers. So how yeah. did they do these perfectly cut things? That was a these boxes within a box. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, unusual. Yeah, that's one of the crazier ones. I think they call. It, I think it's called the Serapium, and it's in Egypt. And they have these gigantic boxes. And I mean, they almost look like. I mean, they could be coffins is of some type, but they are they're absolutely massive. I think they say like these boxes weigh like seventy tons, and then the lids weigh like thirty tons. And I said at one point, I was watching a show about it. And obviously, they were trying to find out what was in them. So just think about this, okay? So sometimes we say it would be it would be hard even today. Well, I'm saying it's more than hard because the funny thing about these tombs, like these these boxes, it's in this super confined space, and it's like, how did they get them in there? Like it doesn't even make sense. It almost feels like somebody had to lift off the the bed, you know, like the the layer of the ground, and then lower them in because they don't look like they could maneuver them. And then so when they finally, so when modern archaeologists tried to get in them, they couldn't lift the lids. So they used dynamite to blow a hole in 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 the in the boxes. And so you're like, okay, so who's the caveman here? The one person you couldn't get the lid off. I mean, they just couldn't lift the lid because probably it's, it's too difficult in that confined space. But obviously those people put them all in there. I yeah. mean, that's like I said, it's, it's it, it boggles the mind. I think that's. And I've pushed back against that a little bit lately because a lot of people say, yeah, that would be very difficult by today's standards. So it's like, it's more than difficult because I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying that many things they do, we don't do because we can't, obviously it's unfeasible, like financially, we don't have the craftsmen to do it. So it's like, so could we do those things today? I, I think there's many things that we can't. And the proof is that we don't. Because like I, I right. said, because obviously imagine if you could build your house out of these massive stones that don't need mortar, you'd probably do it because it looks awesome. <laughs> and obviously it's built to last because these things have lasted yeah. thousands of years. But we don't. We use little we use little, like little bricks and we stick them together with some kind of uh, mud. And we're and we're the smart ones. I don't know. Right. Well, and it's they said that if they did it by hand, the way they think that they did it, it would have taken how long, like 20 years or something. And that's, that's putting a stone in like one, a second or something like that. Like if you do the math on it. Oh, it, it kicked. That's weird. It froze. And then now it's, it's, yeah. Your back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, what was the last thing I said. Um, um, yeah, well, I was just saying, uh, if they, the math on how many stones, like I think they did the math and they said if you put one of these stones in every second, it would take 20 years to get that many stones in. Like yeah, there, one stone it was like it was like off. yeah, it was like talking about getting like yeah, placing all the, the stones in the pyramid. And then I for, I forgot how many millions of pounds it is with like I said, obviously you do the, the math. It's I think it was I mean it's either two million or two and a half million stones, and they average two and a half tons a piece. And that's the that's the average. So it's not like they're all the same size. So if you think about it too, like these things are like aligned, like to the cardinal directions, like some of them are like within like very small, like margins of true north. And you, then then just imagine you're taking stones that aren't the same size and then you're making them level. Like, you, I mean, like, you know how difficult that's like, it sounds, in, I mean, obviously I have a, a bit of a construction background. My family owns a small commercial construction business. It's it's insane. And I said, and obviously, I find a lot of it laughable when they just say, well, they just got a lot of guys to do it or they got like slaves to do it. And you're just like, 
oh, that's oh, that makes it easy. I'm just going to go like build the Empire State Building. I guess I could just go grab any ten guys I want, and we'll just go get started. <laughs> or maybe like you need you need people who know what the heck they're doing. I mean, that's. I mean, it, like I said, it so so boggles the mind where I think that some people don't even understand. Like, even if you think about like the logistics of like, okay, so you say you did get this massive amount of people. Well, you got to feed them too. You got to put them someplace. You know, like right. You got to get these did things. They find from the any of the the tools that the archaeologists think that they, if they did it by hand with man, did they find any remnants of these tools that they supposedly used to build it? No. Well, I mean, I think that. I think they found tools. And I think here's where you get into like, obviously I have a different, uh, I have a disagreement. I think a lot of obviously ancient aliens, people would, would agree with me on certain things. Like where just because you didn't find tools next to the building you found doesn't mean they didn't use tools. Cause it's like, you know, in construction, we usually take our tools away after the job's done. We don't leave them around, you know, like we don't let, let leave them lying around. So at the same time, you could imagine as cultures kind of like, congregate around certain kinds of areas well generations are going to come and go and just because you found tools later i mean obviously you could find very old tools they don't mean they were old enough to build the structures i mean just because you built your house next to the washington monument doesn't mean they're contemporary you know so whatever you used to build the house wasn't the same thing that was used to build that and so you go back like into the serapium where you have these super like almost like laser precision granite polish and you like these unbelievably made boxes and then what you have on there is you have these hieroglyphs that look like they were scratched on have you ever seen this like the some of the hieroglyphs were like they're not even straight okay so you're telling me the people who could polish the granite and make these things like completely 90 degree angles couldn't you know couldn't stencil something on them so so what i'm saying is i think that the dynastic egyptians they found the stuff in ancient Egypt. And that's why they, I said the, the Egyptians actually even still talked about a time called Zeptepi, which was the first time, you know, so like all these, all these ancient cultures had this, this story of this time before. So they were even talking about ancient times when these people are ancient to us. So they were talking about a time before. And like, that's why I said, obviously, biblically, I'm like, I think I know what they're talking about. They're, they're talking about the time before the flood. And that's why, like, that's why we, this, this is not necessarily answer to how, but it's answer to why we don't know, because all these separate cultures have to speak of this, this cataclysm that shook the whole world up. And then it's like, and then all we have is like these remnants of this, this, this former world, but that's it. Yeah. So what do you think that, um, cause I don't think you talk as much about, um, the use of the pyramids. In, in your uh, film, did you? Because I, th- I was just watching Ancient Aliens and they were saying that one of the theories is that, is that they were used to generate power, that if they put hydrogen in it and those uh, shafts or whatever, that it could uh, generate power. Do you think that was part of what, the, what they were used for? What was the purpose of them? Um, I think that there's I think that's certainly one possibility because it's, it's what, I, what I find fascinating. I did a little bit of conspiratorial topics about like the Hoover Dam. And so the yeah, guy who, I saw that that was a good clip. <laughs> so the guys who the guy who created like the the angels on top of the Hoover Dam was named Oscar J Hansen, and of course he put this star map on there, and he compared the Hoover Dam to to the Great Pyramids, and I think a lot of people would just take it at its face value, like well obviously there's a ton of concrete in well I mean obviously more than tons of concrete in the Hoover Dam, and 
And it's along the lines of a, a massive monument that man created. But isn't it interesting? Because like when you do build things that are like, you know, think about the pyramids are so dense. You know, it's like you build this massive thing and it's like, like the amount of space to get inside of it's very small. You know, like is it, it does seem likely that it was made for something else. And like that they're, they make it, it's like limestone on the outside and it's got these, these tunnels of granite on the inside. And it's got these shafts that kind of point up and it's almost like, is it? Yeah. I've wondered that too, where it's like, you have this like one room here. Is it possible there was some kind of machine in there, some kind of a turbine, some kind of a thing that got moved some kind of way. I mean, I think that's, I think, I, I think that that's certainly possible. And I think that like when they say these things are aligned based on like, you know, significant places on earth, possibly, I think like guys like Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, believed in like the three, six, nine stuff in the pyramids and in the alignments of like, like I think the 30 something degree, you know, parallel. And it was like, there was some kind of magnetic thing about this place. I mean, so like, if you really think about it, obviously there's, we know there's like electricity, like in the air all the time, magnetism. I mean, if, if somebody, if they had figured out how to harness that, then, then yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like that could be what they were for because also it makes sense that, Again, this might start answering some of the questions on how we don't we don't know how they did things. You know, oh, well, they didn't have electricity. Well, it's, I think they're saying it's interesting when you go through like some of these these underground places and there's no like soot or anything. You know, like they can't find any kind of evidence that like, you know, you would have torches burning all the time because they have no light bulbs. Right. But, and then but then some of these tunnels, they go down and there's like they're saying it's there's not enough oxygen for fire to even work down there because it would be. You couldn't even light it. So like so it's so it's, so it's likely they had it's likely they had something else. And also, aren't the, some of those pyramids they're not explored all the way? There's chambers and parts that they they haven't been able to get into. And then have they gone beneath them? Do they because how deep do those things go into the ground? Well, have you have you seen that picture? I I know it's obviously it's an AI picture and it's going around the internet where like you know, you see the pyramids and then they kind of show from below and it's like, they're, they're actually these giant obelisks. Yeah. Is that true? Or is that just, no, I mean, I mean, obviously it's, I mean, it's obviously a, you know, a fun, like thought exercise. Oh, wow. How far do down do they go? But the more I've done like research and stuff, you know, like the, they do believe in the as above, so below. So I think it's very likely that there's lots of stuff under them. And, and the real question is, have we explored all the places? Probably not, but I bet you, I bet you people have explored a lot more than they've ever told us they have. And that's what I think that's why I said, like, as a guy who, who has become, you know, pretty conspiratorial, like, if you think about it, like all the mystery school stuff is like guys throwing up the pyramid, right? They're always doing this stuff, covering up the, showing the one eye of Horus. It's almost like we've got this secret knowledge that you guys don't have. And I think that's like, I think that does go back to like, the pyramids. And I think that's why like the, the mainstream explanations of these things are just so, I mean, if you think about them for like five seconds, you're like, nah, so like, so the real question is, I always said, just, you ever see like, um, like Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh yeah. You know, the very end of the, you know, the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. they get the Ark back. And what, what does the U S government do? They just they put in a giant warehouse <laughs> with a bunch of other stuff. And well, and there's some truth to that too, because not only the U.S. government, I'm sure that's one thing that's hiding uh, stuff that we don't know about. But the other one that is documented is the Vatican, which I yeah. think you talk about a little bit in, in your film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, 
room, the basement of the Vatican is the the hall of archive. What is it called? It's got a name. Um, I'm not, I'm not actually sure, but I've I've heard a lot of people talk. I mean, if you think about it, like so the Vatican back, Secret Archives. That's actually okay. called that. And there's certain you have to have a certain clearance to go down there. And who knows what they have down there? It makes well, you wonder, wait. especially with the Catholic Church hiding things and having scandals. What else are they not telling us? Oh, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, if you think if you really think about, it, obviously, so so obviously, if you see the empires that kind of came and went, so obviously Rome lasted for like a thousand over a thousand years, and so like you know, you go out into like the Vatican, they have like the obelisks, they have all kinds of stuff from from Egypt, you know, where like the Romans came and took that stuff and they brought it back to Egypt. So you could imagine they probably did that for for over a thousand years. You know, they were going around getting things that were spiritually significant, possibly. You know, that's the crazy thing. Even you find out like the Romans have have knowledge that we still don't know about. Like you ever heard, like I, I was watching a show recently. They were talking about like the I think it was in the, the Parthenon. They had like this concrete dome that was the long. It was like the biggest span of like a, a concrete dome until like the 1900s. And you're like. So, so they were saying that the Romans concrete was actually more solid than, than ours. And they said, and I was, they were literally saying recently, like a modern contractor was figuring out how they did things. And they started, they started doing that. And it's almost like, how did the Romans have knowledge of concrete better than we have today? You know, so like there's, so again, like there's this, there's this mystery knowledge. And that's what, oh, back to what I was going to say is that like the Indian, the Raiders Lost Ark thing. Just imagine if they found some machine, some ancient machine, or like go. Let's get completely nuts, like some kind of a, some kind of a flying craft. Do you think that they would tell us? No, I don't trust the government <laughs> at all. No, I, no that's, that's what I mean. I don't learned. think. I don't think they. I don't think they would tell us because if you really think about it, if they found if they found something like that, it would shatter every textbook you've ever got, you ever had. Everything they taught you in school would be a lie if they had something like that. Or, or, right. if, or if it was something that proved like one of these spiritual texts, obviously like the Bible was true. Like that's why that's why in that movie the ark is put up way. Oh no no no! Because obviously if, if the public knew about that, how much different would people act? And it's like they're trying to control people, so they really wouldn't want to. They don't want to upend everyone's world like that. Well, wouldn't that be a, a good thing? Like then they could people would maybe treat each other better if they knew there was a consequence for being a bad person oh well i mean i mean as far as i mean i think that's why we we dig down to the truth and i think we well, that's my goal anyways is to like you know to 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 put it all out there and i think that, that that's basically kind of like where we kind of put things out. and that's where i would say that i can kind of agree on some places with the, the ancient aliens people because there's more than what you can see i mean i'm like obviously i think most people are kind of coming to that conclusion now we're like just because you don't know about something doesn't mean it's not true. And but they want you, they want you so confined to this, this box they've created in like basically they make you a little worker bee and then you go to work and then eventually you get to retire. And but yeah, if you find out, well, I mean, if you found out tomorrow that that aliens built the pyramids, you might actually say, you know, you might actually rethink the way things are going. Or or if you found out like that that angels and giants helped do it. Like what would you what would that do for your your worldview? I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, because so we're going to the aliens. So the alien people, they think that the uh, you know they say like oh people thought the aliens were 
uh, demons or fallen angels, but they were really aliens. But you're saying it's kind of the opposite that we're we're thinking they were aliens, but you really think these things were demons or fallen angels. And that's what we're seeing today because there's, there is alien footage. I mean, it appears to be, it could be faked by the Chinese Mm -hmm. or even our government, but there's some sort of thing flying on and a fighter jet is capturing it. What is that thing? Well, I think that's what's interesting when you actually like start to go back through history. I think that to me, it's like, I, I find it funny because like I said, I'm, I don't play the race card very often, but it's almost like people like it's it's kind of disrespecting to people's when they say they they tell you a story that they were closer to. And then it's like you give them a little pat on the head. You really don't know what you're talking about. It's a cute story. But here's what it is. It's actually aliens. And it's like but they were describing things that came from the heavens. And I think that when you hear when you hear about like the Anunnaki, so the Anu, this is in the ancient Sumerian text, there's these beings that came from the heavens well i think that guy zachariah stitchin said they came from nibiru which is some other planet well like there was a like a pretty good biblical scholar named uh, michael heiser and he ripped him he ripped zachariah stitchin apart by saying they there's not one reference to them coming from another planet you know so all these all these these ancient peoples talk about things from the heavens you know so again so obviously that lines with every other basically spiritual text that things came down from the heavens and then they gave man some kind of technology and then eventually they talk about giants and like i said obviously that lines right up with what the bible says it talk it lines up with like first enoch says and you're like like just just think about it for one second if you met a being that came down from the heavens or some other place wouldn't you have a better reference point than the people today, like the people that were thousands of years later. So like, isn't it more honest just to say, well, we, we really don't know what they were, but obviously they were, they were a higher intelligence. They were a higher level of being than we were. They were smarter. And like I said, you can, if you want to call it an alien, I want to call it a God. Like we're, we're kind of, that's kind of semantics, isn't it? Exactly. Well, that's what I find so fascinating. It's kind of like, tying some of these loose ends together in a way. I mean, again, nobody knows for sure what, but it's interesting to hear when you compare the ancient aliens and then compare your movie, it's like, I think there's some similarities. Maybe they're not too far off from each other. Well, you're right. Well, that's, I think that's what, and I think that's what we kind of say. It's like when you start going around the world and they're all telling a very similar story, they're telling the same story, but obviously it's, it's from, it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of Are you saying with different religions like Christianity, uh, Muslim and uh, Jewish. A lot of those the story kind of aligns the same. Well, thing. well, those the, well, the three major kind of like Abrahamic faiths, they kind of obviously they start with the same basic text. But I'm talking about when you like even when you talk about like the Greeks and the Greeks have this story about the gods coming down. And there's and then there was dem, and they basically they created a race of demigods. But here's here's a good example of that. Okay, so just think about the story of Atlantis, and so this is this is not like the the, the super um, like you know fantasy version of Atlantis. This is just what Plato said. Plato said that Poseidon founded a city. He basically had took like a like a like a a wife of somebody who was just a regular human, and he and he he had ten sons. So you think about it, like so he had he had ten different sons, so they're partly obviously. He's like Poseidon is the sea god. He's like all god. He has this race of of demigods. They were the princes of Atlantis. 
And so this place became very advanced, but that eventually he said the divine spirit dwindled in Atlantis and it became very corrupt. And then the other gods, I think Zeus and some of the other gods decided it needed to be judged by a flood. And so you think about it, like that's literally like the story of what it says in uh, right before the, the, the flood in Genesis six is that the sons of God came down and had wives of the daughters of men and they bore children to them and they were called the Nephilim. They were giants. They were the heroes of old, the men of renown. And so like, that's literally the same story where it's like these angels came down, had a rate, they created a race of hybrids and eventually they got very corrupt. And then God decided to start over again with people who were giants living with regular sized humans at the same time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, cause, cause what it says about Noah, and this is like, this one of these verses when you, when you finally get understanding what it's talking about, it said that Noah was pure in his generation. So that's what it says in the Bible. So if you really think about that, was it saying Noah was perfect? Well, no, basically biblically, nobody was perfect except for Jesus. So he was not perfect, but he was pure in his generations. And if you think about generations back to like Adam. So when it's, it's, so it like, literally it's like, this is a very short amount of time the Bible is going through that the sons of God who are biblically angels, they're divine beings. Because you think about sons of God, they're like direct creations of God. And they, they had sex with the daughters of men. So they had sex with regular women. They created this hybrid race. And then it gets into Noah and it says, Noah was pure in his generations. And it say, and God saved him and his family. So when they restart, repopulated the earth again, they weren't starting with people who weren't really human. Yeah. So when you, when you talk about the Nephilims or the, the giants or whatever you want to call them, like, cause in the movie you have like B roll and you have pictures of like, you have a B roll of like guy from like the, I don't know, 1920s, but it just seems like it's a very tall human. And then you have other like pictures that are more like, uh, you know, drawn that are like, you know, these giant, big, like cartoonish looking buff monster giants. Like <laughs> what, what is the average, is there different sizes of, of these giants, like, or are they all kind of, are you just showing the B roll of the guy from the 1920s to kind of give a little bit of an idea? Is that related to the giants or I think, I think it, size? Well, I think what it really is, is like that. We really don't know. I think that like, that's what's it's, it's interesting. So like the, in my Bible, like the one I typically read is called the East, uh, the, the English standard version, but obviously in the KJV is like the most famous Bible ever. And that it translates like Nef, Nephilim and giants it, like, yeah, basically Nephilim, is in my Bible and it says giants in the other version. But what's interesting, and I've, and I've made this point before that, so the, the demigods and the, for the Greeks, they weren't all described as being like huge, you know, like obviously Hercules, but you can imagine he was a big, strong guy. I don't think it really says that he was like a giant, you know, like a lot of the gods weren't described as being super tall, but what I like, basically what I believe, and this is, you know, this is obviously, this is a theory was that before the flood, you could imagine there would be a lot more intermingling between like, you know, it, in the book of Enoch, it gives more clarity to this. There was like 200 watcher angels came down. They all did this thing. And so like they were probably having sons, like, you know, how many, how many, how many offspring they had that were partially divine? We don't know. It, it, the Bible does say that it happened before and afterwards. I, no, I think likely it was, le- there might've been a smaller incursion and so maybe after the flood, you have like beings like Goliath, who was described as nine feet tall. And maybe it was because, you know, you imagine like he's getting 
you're getting a little further away from the d- divine lineage. Like obviously people are still procreating, you know, like the, the less you, less you have it happen, the, the further you're away from the, from like the, you know, the son of God, who was like the ultimate, like, you know, patriarch of the father, you know, you know, patriarch of the, of the family. But you could think before the flood, there's lots of giants and maybe they're procreating together. And then possibly you're getting a lot more, you know, genetic abnormalities. And you could have like, you know, in some, some cases they start talking about giants who are like 20 feet tall, 15 feet tall. Um, And the, even in the Bible, it talks about, and this is after the flood, there was a, a King Og that like Moses and the Israelites killed. And his bed was, I mean, they don't really say how tall he was, but they said his bed was six and a half feet wide by 13 and a half feet long. So how big was he? I mean, like. Well, right. And that's the thing that I found so fascinating in the movie is that you show these like artifacts, these giant swords, these giant doors. Like, yeah. Could they have been decorative? Possibly. But then the other part, I think you talk about this a little bit in the movie. And I did my own research because I was really fascinated is that finding these uh, bones. And a lot of them have been debunked and they said, oh, no, 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 this was a, a a woolly mammoth, which I'm like, how do you mistake a woolly mammoth for a human? Like, it's not even close. There's tusks. And so I find that <laughs> interesting. But if you look on Wikipedia, even you can see there's these examples of giants bones that they found. And there's different, very ex- explanations for this. Uh, but th- there was, ve- it was very common in the, um, like the early eight- or the 1800s and early 1900s of all these news articles of giant human bones being found. Yeah, it was, which is really fascinating to me. And I don't, again, it could be debunked. They could have been a mistake, but there was a lot of those articles that came out. It was very common. Well, see, that's when you get into like the conspiracy of it all to try to cover up. And it's like, if you think about it, like there's just, there's story after story of our, of our past of talking about giants. Like I said, this is not, this is not unique to any one place, but it's like, it's pretty much everywhere. Even also, I'll give you a good example of this was like, this was from like uh, Graham Hancock, you know, he's not ancient aliens, but he's, he's, a, he talks about lost civilizations. And so there's a place in Mexico called Cholula. And actually they say it's, I forgot how many times bigger it is than the Great Pyramid. It's like, it's not as tall, but it's like the base of it is massive. And so it's actually all covered under dirt, which you find out that like a lot of the pyramids before they actually discovered them. Like they were like, especially in Mexico, they were under dirt and grass and trees and everything. So they literally built all these things up. And I guess you get back to the Catholic stuff. They built a Catholic church at the top of this place. Just- that part was so fascinating, too. It was like you you thought that your theory was maybe the Catholics were trying to cover up some of these relics by building a church on top of it. Well, I think I think it's. I think that's possible, but I think what the Catholics would, would probably would have been doing is like people who were like believed in obviously just think about like the relic hunting they would have set this place up i mean i think that it's likely you know like the one theory about the pyramids were that they were some kind of an energy conductor but what is it possible too that these places were obviously significant in some kind of way spiritually you know i i've often you know thought that it's possible that what pyramids kind of are they're kind of man-made mountains and if you think about like like mountains are typically associated with certain deities. So if you imagine if you had a partially divine, you know, part man, part angel, is it possible that he would build his own mountain, almost like a, like a Nimrod situation, like a tower of Babel to ascend up and have my own mountain. 
but anyways, so it, it's interesting. So in the, um, Graham Hancock was saying this, of course, and I said, I find this laughable is that he says, so the Aztecs, again, so the Aztecs don't take credit for building any of this stuff. They say giants did it. So they literally tell Graham Hancock or they tell the, they tell the conquistadors that giants did it. And eventually the sky God judged them, which basically killed them all with a big flood. And you're like, okay, so, so this is not that, you know, so, the, so that's, that story is not that long ago. Cause if you think about the, the conquest of like the Spanish into Mexico, they're telling this story, you know, like it, it's, and then you, then you find out later, it was like, it's almost like the dinosaur thing. It's, it's been, the dinosaur thing is like the cover to cover up like the, you know, the, the giants, because I think you say the original dinosaur, the first dinosaur bone they ever said they found was this guy named Robert Plot. And he, and I think he found it in like the late 1500s. Well, he didn't think it was a dinosaur bone. At first he hypothesized that it was a, an elephant that the Romans might've had someplace like around where they were, but then he re- he thought it was a femur bone to an elephant. He said, but he thought it was a little bit small. So his ultimate conclusion was that it was a giant. It was the femur of a giant humanoid. And then, so years later, same Oxford university, one guy says, Oh no, this is a dinosaur bone. And then they, but then the funny part is the bones, they don't have the bone anymore. <laughs> it like went missing. Hmm. And it's like a lot of the, it's a lot of the stuff with the Smithsonian where they say that there was giant bones. The Smithsonian goes in there and now all of a sudden there's no evidence that the bones ever existed. So, I mean, like, I, I think that. Yeah, Cause I saw some article that said that they said the same thing that somebody had shared an article that said that the Smithsonian had all these giant bones and then they got rid of them and disappeared. And then it turned out the website that did the article was a hoax website, but then it made me think like, well, what if they did have the bones and then they made this hoax website to trick you <laughs> to think it was a hoax. You well, know, right. I don't know. I, I, don't saw, know I, saw, I, I saw a great video about that recently where it was kind of like saying that, yes, like that's the psy up there is to say, let's just say you see tons of like AI pictures and fake pictures of like a guy chiseling in the ground. And it's like a skeleton. that's like, look like about 30 feet long, you know, like, like, okay. So you flood, you you know, they flood the internet with a bunch of fake pictures. It's hard to tell which ones are real. Right. And then, yeah, it, then I don't it, know. and then it's like, and it's kind of like, you know, you could think about like, like creating a straw man to knock that down and then to dimis- dismiss everything. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it, it, imagine if somebody did see a real alien and then they say, what they do is they create a straw man, but they bring some crazy person out there and then they debunk that and they'll say, all these people are kooks. Well, yeah, because the government recently came out and said that uh, we do have evidence of aliens in a spaceship. And all the conspiracy theorists said, no, this is fake. Like now they, they don't believe them. <laughs> we're going to take, take the other side of it no matter what. Well, you know what's interesting? I, I heard a very fascinating uh, argument about that. Again, I, went, I was talking with this guy, Michael Heiser. He was talking about like the Roswell stuff. And I guess they had some anniversary thing for the Roswell account. Anyways, the, the people were kind of poking holes in the government case. But it was like he was saying, like, I guess they had some kind of commander in the Air Force there. And it was in some kind of way that the commander was kind of like leading, kind of giving credibility to almost like fueling the fire a little bit that there was something to it. When for years, the government dismissed the UFO thing, phenomenon like full, like fully. Right. And but so what I was so what he with his hypothesis was, and I think this is mine, is that a lot of the UFO stuff you think about it. So in World War Two, a lot of the um, the allied uh pilots talked about foo fighters over 
you know, over like Germany, like the Nazis had some kind of interesting tech, like we're like these balls of light, you know, I don't think that we ever got an explanation of what they were, but what, but we, what we know happened after the war operation paperclip. So like the, the, you know, the, the Americans and the British and then the Russians, they were fighting for like, like the best Nazi scientists. So if they were creating like high tech things, we don't know about like the V2 rockets and eventually like the stuff they said they did at NASA, is it possible that they were, they, they took those scientists over here, they carried on their work. And it's almost like the UFO phenomenon is, is, is one of the best covers they could possibly have for we're working on top secret stuff. We don't want people to know about. So like, if you think about it, like if you and I don't really typically believe about you, you know, we don't, we're not likely to believe in UFOs or at least the kind we're presented with like ET and all that stuff. If somebody says, Hey, I saw, I saw a flying saucer. We'd probably all look like this guy's hasn't taken his medication. Has he? But if you said, I saw this, this jet, or if I saw this thing that the Navy was working on, like now the Navy's got a problem. They would rather you say it was a UFO. They'd rather you say it came from outer space because then they could say, yeah, probably did. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's like, put the sheet back over the thing. It's, it's like a great cover story for, they've got stuff they don't want you to know about. So, I mean, again, it's like. Yeah, well, essentially, because you bring up the Nazis, and the, the Nazis had such a fascination with the occult. Was that just like a hobby? It just they found it interesting, or were they somehow harnessing some sort of energy or demons or whatever to to use this technology or to do something to win all these? I mean, they won a lot of the battles. They ended up losing the war, obviously. But oh no, yeah, there's that's there's no question about it. As I was saying, like it's funny because it goes back to like Raiders of the Lost start that they're looking for these relics. Because they believed that there was some kind of power to these things. You know, so it's kind of like, put it this way, like, obviously, I got my Jesus shirt on. Like, I'm not, I don't stop being Christian when I go do my regular job. Obviously, not everything is about, like, like you know, like, I, I can't separate that from who I am or what you believe. So, obviously, if these things are, if they're looking for weapons, if they're looking for, like, basically, like, bloodlines to create a superior race, like we're told that they did that because they were being racist. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't evil. I'm not saying they weren't racist, but if you think about it, I think it comes back down to like, you think on their, on their SS uh, uniform, I think sometimes they had like, I think they had like images of Thor on there. And then you think about it, they're going through all these, like they're finding these relics. And like I said, that stuff was real. Like the, um, the Germans, I think in the the late uh, 20th century or the, the turn of the century, they took the altar to Pergamum, the altar to Zeus from Pergamum, Turkey, apart piece by piece and put it together in a museum in Berlin. So the Bible talks about this place and it calls it the, the throne of Satan in the book of Revelation. And then you think about it, so they're, they're, they're trying to like create this third Reich that has all this basic, it's almost like a, it looks like a recreated Rome. Hmm. You know, they're building these things. So like, I think like, like Heinrich Himmler, when they basically took him down, they found out where his like hideout was in this this I think in this kind of castle in Austria. There was thirteen thousand occult books in that thing. He, he was nuts. He was but, so scary nuts. Well, well, I mean, they were obviously evil, but I mean, I guess I'm saying like the, these. This is who they were. I mean, I think that that's the thing. Yeah. It's like you don't separate that from like th- that's their ideology. And the funny thing is, like, so everyone talks about the, the Aryan race. 
So what we perceive it, or at least we're told it was, deer in races, blonde haired, blue eyes, white people. Well, the Aryans were real people. The Aryans, but they weren't white. The Aryans, you think about like in Hindu, like the Hindu mythologies, mm-hmm. you have these people over in India. And then you think about, so like, even like they were trying to get, like they were saying, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know this, that the Nazis were looking for the Aryans in Tibet. Well, those people aren't white. Well, you know what they, and if they like I said, you, you see these Hindu stories, <laughs> they're showing like blue people. What they're showing is these people that are partially gods, almost like they're almost like, if you think about like, the Hindu stuff, that's where James Cameron got like the idea for like Avatar, these, these blue gods. You were obviously tall, really tall. Isn't it funny? It's like, so that's, yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what the Nazis were trying to tap into was if there was this right, if you could create, if you could find the bloodlines of these partially divine people, you would have a master race. Interesting. It's not like, it's not necessary, you know, so obviously not saying it's, I'm, it's, I'm saying it is evil, but it's not in, it's not an evil in the way that people would think it was. We're just like, they just didn't like the way somebody's skin looked. And they they were looking for something. They didn't like the way you're they were looking for different blood than different than DNA, even. Yes, yes. Even so then mm. you even have like like that that stuff hasn't stopped. Even like there was I know in this, some of the WikiLeaks dumps, they said Hillary Clinton was talking about the tomb of Gilgamesh. And so if like Yeah, the, you in, mentioned that. Didn't you say Bush was looking for it too or something? Well, they were saying the the timing of the, the invasion, like mostly even Desert Storm, and then like the second one. They're very coincidental. Like there was these big finds, archaeological finds of like cuneiform tablets from like ancient, like obviously you think where 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 Iraq was was basically where like the Tower of Babel and everything was. And it's like, so they find these things and all of a sudden there's this this invasion force. It's what's real fascinating is they were saying if if you did like strategically, when we went into Iraq the second time, obviously, besides the fact that it, it was such a botched thing, it made no sense that we went in there instead of destroying their army, we did like a beeline to Baghdad. And then they had this massive raid on the, like basically the, the museum in Baghdad got looted. Hmm. And they said, you know, even, so even one of our generals said the people, it was like an inside job. People knew what they were looking for because they left a lot of the fake stuff. And you're like, like, what did they find? So if you think about it, like the tomb of Gilgamesh, like, like the mythologies about Gilgamesh, he was like 17 feet tall. So it, so if, if they thought they found his tomb, my question would be, well, how big was it? Yeah. And, and was there, how big were the bones? Like, did they have the skeleton? Because that'd be interesting. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, that, that's the funny thing. It's like, if pe- when people really understand, like, know a little bit more about their history, like, or even mythology, I mean, obviously, again, like, I always think, like, mythology and history aren't necessarily completely opposed to each other mythologies are like oral traditions again like i said if you think about if there was a if there was a great flood that kind of wiped out all like the real solid evidence of things all you really would have is the stories so it's like i'm not saying mythology is true but i think it came from a true place so if you think about it if if somebody said they found the tomb of gilgamesh well that's got to be the greatest archaeological find ever because he's like you know like i think the the epic of gilgamesh is like the oldest written account that we have and he's a giant. So, like, if you think about it, if they said they found his tomb, <laughs> I never heard of, I never got confirmation either way. And, but is it possible that if they could tap into some kind of DNA and you, and you know that they would try, mm. you know, if they're going to, if they're going to clone Dolly the sheep, yeah. <laughs> do, you they would, do you think they would try to clone a, 
a 17 foot giant. That's I mean, scary if they did though. That's like some Jurassic Park kind of stuff. Like it well, doesn't it's definitely well. yeah, well, it's it's actually yeah, exact. I mean, that's exactly like what what Jurassic Park's about. I mean, if you think about it, like if again, if you think like the conspiracy stuff about the dinosaur stuff, like what I was just saying, is it possible the di- the dinosaurs are the cover story? And I'm not saying there wasn't big lizards. I'm like honestly, it's like there's there's mythologies of dragons. Again, one man's monster is another man's, you know, lizard, whatever. Like it's a there's the crazy part is like there's dinosaurs today. Like, what about like a start saltwater crocodile? I mean, what is that not considered? Would you not consider that a dinosaur? It's like 18 foot long. There's <laughs> a lot of crazy. I had an alligator expert on here. We, we there's a lot of crazy stuff, and and especially in the sea, some of the fish, oh, yeah. sharks and stuff. I thought I thought I saw something the other day about there's some uh shark that's like it's a prehistoric shark or something. It's still it's still around or a turtle or something that's like really super old and it's it looks like like a dinosaur it's crazy well they don't they they couldn't we could not know what's in the ocean i mean like like the amount right. of they've only ex- it, discovered what like five percent of it or something like that. i don't even know i mean i, I would say the funny thing is i i noticed because i was as a boy i liked of course i like dinosaurs and i like sharks so like i liked watching shark week but have you ever noticed like once you've watched like one year of shark week you you learn nothing new after that because it's like they really don't know that much it was almost like embarrassing that one day they realized they jumped and you like when they realized great white jumped out of the water and you're like how did you, you guys just learn this because obviously i'm sure that this is not new for them so like so like you find out how little they know about them they don't really know where they basically have their young and they used to say they have to swim constantly or they're going to drown themselves and you know a bunch of stuff that ends up being proved false and then you find out like that there's like fossils of like like sea life in like the, what is like the Himalayas. So like so if you th- really think about it, when you find out that the, the the bones they find that are the dinosaur bones, well, just because you found one leg, you found like one femur bone, and then you found another head some other place, you you can't really just put them together and say, this is a blah 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 saurus. It's like what you're really saying is like we don't really know what these things we knew there was big scary things that died and yeah to me so like the story of Jurassic park is it possible that that was uh an allegory about something else of them like finding those things you think the timing of that movie is kind of right around the same range too that's interesting and then the other thing that i find so fascinating too is antarctica because there's all these conspiracy theories about what's going on over there and oh like, yeah yeah not, i mean that's not a place where everybody has a cell phone and can take pictures and, and Snapchat it or whatever. Like it's, so it's kind of a mystery. I mean, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's just a bunch of penguins and ice, but uh, I mean, there's definitely, I know that the Nazis had a base. Yeah. There, right? <laughs> well, they talk about, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that there, there's some of the crazy stories about Admiral Byrd going down there and like saying all the crazy stuff. And then there's a diary that he said that he had, and I don't know how legit that is, but that's, he talks about, flying saucers and nazis and the master race of the of the world and every i mean like absolutely bonkers stuff now the now what i find interesting is there was an interview with admiral bird on some kind of like you know on tv and he was talking about that there was an unexplored area like like in the south that was bigger than all of the united states and he was talking about how it was it was like a rich in like resources like possibly uranium Okay, so like what I find interesting, like why did all the governments, the main governments of the world come into some kind of treaty where they weren't going to do X, Y, and Z there? 
And don't even tell me it was because of global warming or anything. Because obviously, we know back in the day, those guys didn't care anything about the environment. Mm-mm. Like, why wouldn't the strongest countries just go get all the resources they wanted down? So I do think I do think that like that raises questions in my mind, like that I, if we don't trust those governments, like what like what would what could they all agree on back around World War II time? <laughs> I mean, obviously, the Soviets in the United States didn't see eye to eye for a long time. So like they could see eye to eye about Antarctica. I mean, like that. It's so interesting. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions. And the real question is like, or the real truth is that we could never know. It's like, like you and I could just charter a big boat or like a plane right. and go fly down there because they don't let you. Well, and even if you do, I had a, uh, a guy on a music producer that he said he's been to Antarctica twice, but what part do they take you to? And they, they don't let you just go off on your own and explore. No. And it will, and even if you, and even if you could, it's kind of like, where would you know I, what, where I, to go? I don't want to go. I don't want to. I mean, I don't think most people don't really like the cold all that much. No. <laughs> like, you know, some, some cold unexplored place. I mean, it's like, but it is interesting. Again, like you have like the mythologies about like the hollow earth and all that kind of stuff. Like there's, there's holes at the poles, you know, like people believe in, and and I think that's what's interesting when you get into like the alien phenomenon is like if you really think about it, if something came out of the earth, that would be alien to us. And if you think about it, the grays are always shown with like these gigantic eyes, almost like they come from some place that there's not as much light. So have you noticed, have you noticed that like, you know, probably when we were growing up, they were always talking about space aliens. They don't really ever call them that anymore. You know, like Martians, they don't really call them yeah. that either. So now they start talking about interdimensional aliens. And again, like, it's funny, like the alien phenomenon, it's like, you don't, you don't ever really hear that somebody says, I saw this craft fly down. It's like, it's already here. Yeah. So like it's it coming see? from, yeah. Interdimensional. That's a good, that's a good point. It, it does seem like it, they always say that, like, it, it just like appears and then disappears or it just appears suddenly. It's never, mm-hmm. it usually doesn't fly away and then get smaller. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's already here. And if you think about it again, like it's like a, another movie, uh, another movie thing is like another James Cameron one. Interesting. Linda. Did you ever see that movie? The abyss, you know, like, yeah, a long about, time ago. Yeah. I, I, I can barely remember, but I just remember the, the end of it. Sorry. Spoilers guys. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the end of the movie, the abyss, obviously they're underwater the whole time. Eventually like the water dries up and there's this weird aliens like ship down there. And it's like, Again, you think about like, yeah, like we just said, there's things in the ocean we could never know what's down there. Then you have, then you have, then you have, then you have the weird, then you have the weird mythologies of like, not, not only is Atlantis like sunken, but it's like, actually there's some kind of dome down there where like the Atlanteans live. I mean, I don't believe that stuff, but I mean, it's interesting. And then you just think about like, is it possible something could come from, from the deep, from out of the ocean that we would know about? And the truth is like, how could we know? (laughs) <laughs> exactly there's so many so many things like that what about um the thing that uh, that's going on right now with like israel and palestine and uh jerusalem uh, the holy land like what is so special i just never understood that i guess i haven't done that deep of research into that whole thing but why is that land so sacred and i know they talk about it in the bible and stuff it's like people are willing to die for this because if i was living there i would just be like you know what take my house. I'm getting out of here. Like, I don't want to die for a piece of dirt. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I would say that outside of 
and of course, like I said, they don't, most people, they, you never get them to admit this outside of the Bible being true. Why would that place be significant at all? Well, and for, for three religions, right? Christianity, Muslims, and Jews are all, uh, want to feel that it's sacred. And well, I mean, it's interesting, like for like, as a Christian, I know that a lot of things about like, you know, in the book of revelation, when Jesus comes back and eventually the, after the thousand years ends, like after he reigns for a thousand years, you know, like there's a new Jerusalem that comes down. So to me, it's like, I would like to go see it just because obviously you'd like to go see where, you know, obviously a lot about what you read about, but I don't feel like a need to some kind of pilgrimage to go back there. I know that like, you know, these certain different, you know, religions have different beliefs on that kind of thing. But I think that, I think it it has to have some kind of major significance to it. Cause I think what's interesting in the Bible, again, you go back to the, to, to the giants topic, like, People people have speculated this. Is it possible that there was some kind of connection to the Garden of Eden where that was? Because it's like, because what I find interesting is like, so God wipes the wipes out the giants and basically all the wicked with the great flood. And eventually God promises Abraham, like basically like his descendants are going to be, are going to basically have be like the stars and the, the sands of this, you know, sands of the sea. And Eventually, there's going to be like this internal kingdom kingdom coming from it. So he promises, you know, it's basically he tells him to go into Canaan. And eventually there's the promise, obviously, leading the Israelites back out of Canaan to the promised land. And so when they go to the promised land, there's all these fortified cities and it's all they're all filled with giants. Like biblically, this is what it says. And so they go in and kill all the giants out of there. And eventually they take the take the city. And there's significance about like where where the temple was, was basically that's where. Uh, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac when God stopped him. And there was other, there's, there was another place where like David saw the angel of the Lord there. So that's where they built the temple. So there's something, there's something about this land. And I think there was a, that guy, I keep on referring to Michael Heiser. And if you guys, I, w- I read the book called the, the unseen realm. And he starts talking about like cosmic geography where like these, these gods were like aligned to these certain places. So again, like I was saying, like you think about like, why did they build pyramids in certain places? Well, it could be about magnetism, it could be about energy, but obviously it could be that, and it could be there's a reason that there's energy there. Is it possible that there's there there's a spiritual significance that that we don't understand, and the people who do understand would never tell you? Hmm, yeah, that well, and doesn't it say too in the Bible? that uh, Jesus returns to like some steps or something in Jerusalem. And, but then like, I heard something like they, they put like a graveyard on that spot so that he can't walk on it or what, what is it? Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but I, I know that it talked, I mean, some of the prophecies when like, when the day of the Lord comes and Jesus returns, he puts his feet down on the Mount of Olives. That's where like, that's where he'll like, you know, that's where the prophecy said, that's where he'll, his feet will touch the ground. Hmm. And then, then obviously we know like, the Mount Zion, where it's like, that's where the temple was. It's not like quite like a huge mountain, but that's where the, the temple will be. So like, that's where, that's basically where he'll reign. So, I mean, but I said, it's interesting if you think about it, like, so it's just, a, it's a strange thing that, that like they had to carve this place back out, you know, like the Western countries decided to do this. And of course it is interesting, like how much upheaval that's created in this place where people wonder 
are they are they really the people who belong in that land? Are they really not? And you know, you get in trouble by even asking that question. But like, obviously, the people, <laughs> a lot of people in the Middle East don't think they belong there. And I mean, this is not obviously. I don't think it's about racism. I think it's about like, you know, it's about it's it's more about geo, you know, geopolitics than it is about race and religion. And I don't think I don't think that's any. I don't think actually I think it has less to do with religion than people realize. Oh, okay. Because I just I thought that was the. To me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, if I can understand if this was like the most beautiful land and there was waterfalls and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like mountains and you're just like, okay, like we really want this land, but it seems like it's just like a pile of dirt and like the desert. So there must be some other, that's, that's what I'm thinking. There must be some sort of, obviously it is the Holy land, religious significance to to fight over this I, I would be like i'm out of here like i don't want to i don't no. want to die for this well, right yeah why yeah why aren't they fighting over like switzerland the whole time but there's no that's that place is neutral like, yeah, that's what i'm saying like there's certain parts of europe where like why aren't they fighting over that yeah but it's like but they're, i wonder but they're if not... there's other things that 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 the in the city of jerusalem that are being protected isn't there like isn't that kind of the conspiracy theories that there's sacraments and like the the ark and all these things the holy grail well, is under this I heard I heard a um the the there's a um a people who want to build a third temple. You know, like there's a, there's this this group that has always wanted to build another temple. So obviously the first temple was destroyed by by Babylon and I'm not sure exactly what the year was. And then then the the next temple was you know the temples were rebuilt and it was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. So people want to build another temple. What's fascinating again like you go back almost like to the Nazis and the relic hunting well, that obviously, that's not a new thing. Like the Knights Templar, that's what they were doing. And if if, if you guys are familiar with uh, Lord of the Rings, like the, the I guess it was the um, the dwarves in that, they were they mined and they dug down into the earth and they were looking for, th- for things. And it's interesting, like in the first one, they talk about they dug too deep and they discovered like this demon down there. Well, the 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 place in, in the Lord of the Rings, it was called the Mines of Moria. Well, it just so happens where the temple was called was was Mount Moria. So, like oh. again, like these, like it's funny, like the, this, the stuff in the movies is actually not, you know, these people are not as creative as you think. They're they're taking real stories and they're well, yeah. Adapting. And why is that? Like what? Like when you talked about the Hoover Dam, like I watched that clip and it was so interesting. Yeah, because there there's like this angel and this compass and a, there's a pyramid and it points to the word uh, what was it? Thuban or something. Which oh, no, Thub- uh, Thuban. Yeah, Thuban. Thuban, which means large serpent dragon. And it's like Freemason yeah. compass. There's a weird plaque. There's it's there's some weird stuff on that. I never noticed that. Like, why is that there? It is odd. It is odd. It makes you think. Like, is it just these people were fans of history or what? I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know what's what I found very interesting about that. So there's a star map that denotes when the dam was dedicated on there. That actually, like, like, like again, yeah. you think about like the alignments of things in the constellations that's how you could really align things to actually give you dates. And that's why, like you'd say that people could speculate when the pyramids were built based on what certain constellations were, where they were. Well, what's, what I find fascinating is how much money it must've cost to put those angels up, put that star. You bet the, it, you, it tended to take some sleuthing for people to figure out what the, what the star map meant because the, because the, the government never said, so like like literally that's not you won't find that kind of information on your website. Like I had like I actually went to Graham Hancock's website and he's the one who used some of his uh, I guess his knowledge to figure out that 
that it was it was based on the 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 time that the dam was dedicated. And again, it's funny because like because numbers obviously in numerology to people who are in these mystery schools, obviously there's significance to that. It was dedicated in 1936 at 9:30 a.m. on 9:30, so on September 30th. So so you have like all those numbers, repeating numbers, not. 930, 930, 1936. And you're like, the the fascinating part is the dam was not even finished then. They dedicated it then and then it was still wasn't done yet. Hmm. And it didn't, it wasn't even, they didn't even turn it on that day. Like, so what did that even mean? So it, yeah, what what do you think it means? It means something to somebody. Again, it's <laughs> funny, like when you deal with the mystery schools, it's like you have people like imagine, like just think of like Freemasonry. Like, well, there's there's obviously levels of that. There's people in the club. They don't know. And then there's people in the club that won't tell you. So yeah, that's, get, that's my theory with the Freemasons because <laughs> I watched, I went down that rabbit hole and I was looking at all these videos and these people were telling you about the uh, initiation. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I think these low level, level uh, Freemasons, they're not seeing the real crazy mm. stuff. They're just seeing like the very basic. It's the people at the top that see all the, like, I'm thinking there's like an eyes wide shut stuff that, 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 uh, that's that definitely movie? real. That's that's, that's that's gotta be real, right? That's that's absolutely real. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, there's pictures of like, actually, was we were just talking about the other day. We we're talking about the history of Halloween and like the masks and stuff. And like, you know, they like it's not like uh, Stanley Kubrick just made this stuff up. Like, you can see like the 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 Rothschilds and people like that through these balls where they're wearing these weird, weird uh, these super weird animal masks. I mean, just think about like, uh, did yeah, you guys ever did you ever thing. see that? Did you ever see that uh, show, uh, True Detective? Yeah, like the first the first season's real good. It's real dark though, you know, with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Yes, and of course they're doing this weird stuff where everyone's wearing like the deer mask and the antler stuff, and shit, you know, like they create this ritualistic thing with like the the woman who's dead with the antlers. Like, yeah, that's obviously that's real, and actually that that came from. It was funny again, the TV stuff shows a lot of it. I almost felt like a complete idiot when I finally realized, hey, wait a minute, uh. I think one point Woody Harrelson's talking about he's working on a, a a new genre called true crime. And I was like, wait a minute, this show is called true detective. And I was like, is this based on a true story? And I looked it up. It is. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, we obviously don't really know where it was, but yeah, there was some kind of occult thing happening in churches down in Louisiana. And I don't, I don't think we ever figured out how oh. far it went, but I mean, just like the show, it kind of ends like a little bit like, Oh, uh, well, I remember, I remember people saying, yeah, it was kind of like they really didn't finish the storyline off. And I was, and as somebody who was with my eyes closed, I realized, yeah, I thought like, yeah, they never really found out who the Yellow King was. And they really didn't find, they really didn't get any of the big people. And you're kind of thinking like, that's how you know it was more likely a true, like a pretty close to a true story. Because of course the bad guys are not going to be frog marched off in handcuffs at the end. They get away with like, I mean, that's the stuff that they, the, the people who they're talking about when they're talking about like the governor like this super like influential pastor in some mega church. Yeah. Those guys get away with a lot of this stuff. And so, but then sometimes there's a fall guy, right? Like with Jeffrey Epstein, like the, the, the theory with that is that he was just the fall guy in that whole thing. And that, that there could be more other islands. Again, I don't want to get flagged for disinformation. There could be <laughs> other, I don't yeah. know if we have evidence, but I mean, this is just one that they found and that there, are, there could be other people pulling the strings and that they have video on all the people that visited and, and they're, they're all in it together. And that's why nobody, because they won't release the list of all the people that went to the island, which is really suspicious. 
Well, I mean, that's I yeah. It, people speculate that there could be more to the story. <laughs> we don't know. Allegedly, we don't know. We don't want to get flagged for disinformation. So yeah, allegedly. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's you have the flight logs, you know. So I mean, I guess I don't know if they've been discredited because it's funny because people want to see the list, but it's like there's a pretty extensive list I've seen of like the people who visited that place. Now, obviously, it doesn't we don't know what they did when they were down there, but like, yeah, it just stands to reason. I think that like. Again, you think about how big this earth is. I mean, I mean, geographically, how small is that island? Okay, obviously, you think about like in this in, in the Pacific and obviously in like the Caribbean. I mean, how many little islands are there that you could if you if you had the right resources where you could set this thing up and obviously who would know what happened there? Right. I think isn't there islands in Fiji that nobody's ever been on? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that there's like, it's endless. I mean, like, I think that, that that kind of stuff is obviously possible. And then of course, then you get into like, even, you know, the, the, the more conspiratorial stuff about like stuff that's under the ground. Again, like we were talking about Egypt, like I did a video about the Denver airport and everybody wonders like how far the tunnels go. That you know, like is the Denver airport. That is a fascinating one to me. I don't know how much truth is involved in it, but there, I mean, you hear these stories and some of them sound totally fake, but other things, Again, it goes back to the same thing with the Hoover Dam where this this artwork is just it's almost like in your face, like they're almost <laughs> like trying to like like wink at you about it or something. Like it's just so bizarre. I mean, if it's yeah, it's not something else going on, then it's that's they're just somebody's having fun with this. Well, that's what I the funny part is I, I did a, a couple of videos about that, and it was kind of like I read this and they said the the artist got no direction from anybody to paint that. And I said, My obvious question would be, then why did they tell him to paint something else? Like, like, what do you mean? You got like, who is this guy that you give him carte blanche to to paint dead babies, soldiers with gas masks, like a a soldier stabbing a dove, like, like stuff on fire, kids crying. Like you say, that's what I said. Like, nobody wants to look at that before they're getting on an airplane. Tell them to paint something happy. Paint Paint something nice. Like, why would you paint that? And then you get into it like so then like the Denver has embraced the the like the identity of the world's weirdest airport. Well, that's weird. I mean, that that's weird in itself. Like, why wouldn't you just like soften off the weird edges? Like you don't need it to be the weirdest airport. How about the yeah. safest airport? <laughs> how about like, the safest airport? That's what everyone really wants. The I most convenient how many people one. People have tried to go down to the basement of the Denver airport and tried to hit the elevator to you know secret basement level and well, I want to try it myself. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 there's people there's people that long speculated that these the tunnels went all over the place, and I was saying like, you know, it makes sense. Is like when I learned like so there's the Cheyenne Mountain Complex that's like I think it's 90 miles to the south of south of Denver, and so like it's like this super secure underground facility. It's actually got like 15 buildings that are three stories tall underground. It's like a, it's like a completely sustainable place against like anything, NORAD. And so like people have speculated, do the tunnels go there? And I was like, why would, like, if, if they could go there, why wouldn't you want them to? Because wouldn't you want like a major airport where you could get, get someplace real fast, get under the ground and you go there and somebody's saying, well, no, they didn't dig that far. And I'm like, well, what if they dug from the, the secret side? Like, how would even, how would anyone even know? I mean, like, the point is, like, why wouldn't you want that if you said, because obviously the, the, the government could justify it by saying, well, first of all, you already had this thing just in case something bad happens. First of all, 
isn't it kind of a weird place to, to to make it so secure? Like it's already in the middle of the country. Is it really that vulnerable to attacks? Like it's it's yeah. under a mountain in Denver or in, in Colorado. Right. Like, so, well, so why the, do you need, why do you need all that underground stuff there? So the, the, the begs the question, like, what do you think is happening in area 51? Do you think that that is, cause I mean, if you're more of the biblical approach than opposed to the aliens, what are they doing in their area 51? Is that just uh, I mean, could that be some occult stuff going on there too? I, well, I think that that's the thing and that, and that's what, and my belief is that, that again, like the, if these Nazis were the ones who were really into like all the real high tech rockets and stuff, they were doing some of the most wicked things like experimenting on people, obviously like everybody knows about the Holocaust. And you think about like that, this is what this people get a, a, a skewed view about this probably because they want to believe the best of their, our government that they, they didn't take the bad Nazis. They only took like the ones that really weren't that bad, but these guys are the ones who are running the work camps, the creating the things. And if you think about it, they would use who was useful until they weren't. And then what would happen to them? So obviously they would use slave labor to build their things or probably, and then obviously they would kill them afterwards. It's, it's yeah. no different. I'm sure at the end of the war, they killed everybody anyway. So like they weren't. And so these guys go over here. And so again, if these Nazis were all into the occult, well, you find out a lot of times it's like, isn't it interesting how like science involves math? Well, the cult involves, involves numerology. And and one of and they both involve geometry, like one sacred geometry, other one's just math. Don't worry, it's like it, it's not anything, it's not anything bad. Well, how how much do the two kind of merge at some point of what they're actually trying to do? So like, so this this again, this is speculation. Like a lot of people, a lot of Christians will just say aliens are demons. Well, I was saying like biblically, I say I can I can make this case that that angels are aliens because they're not from earth. Like the Bible basically says they're not, they're not from here. So like, like technically they would be extraterrestrial, but now too in the movie that, that they would, that, that they would have a, the appearance of an alien with this like gray, like pseudo flesh is what you call it or something like that. Well, I, I don't know if Brian gets into that, but I would, but I've a lot, a lot of people have speculated. Okay. So biblically or like in with some extra biblical texts, Demons are un, are basically spirits of the Nephilim, you know. So angels are can like both be materialized physically and are spirits. They're like it's, there's there's something different, but like biblically, like the the angels had like eternal souls, but then when they were when they basically procreated, they had these their their um, offspring had this divine spirit, but then it had a, a mortal body. So that when the it, so it wasn't something God intended. So when they died. That's why they were like destined either to roam the earth or be put down into the earth. So people have wondered, like, is it possible that the demons could could be like, obviously, if, if a demon appeared, it would still be just be a spirit. But is it possible through some kind of mad science, like even think like think of like of a, um, a Frankenstein situation? Is it possible they could create some kind of a a flesh suit, basically? You know, so this, this flesh suit, yeah, that's what it, that's what they call. That's so. Yeah, I mean, is it is it, is it possible? I mean, is it possible? And I'm saying, like, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like it, it does. I'll put it this way: that the more I've kind of researched things, I've obviously been more open minded about. I don't believe that everybody who sees something is hallucinating. I don't, you know, like I don't at this point. Like, you can really think about it. If only one person's telling the truth out of all of the millions of people probably said they've seen stuff like that. 
well, it busts the paradigm. Then it's all truth. One person has seen something. And so like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, again, like there's either things in the earth that we don't know about again, which would be alien to us. Again, we haven't even found every, they, they find like new mammals every day. So like, is there possibly some kind of in, somewhat intelligent animal or is it possible that they are like creating little, little bodies for, um, and it's funny cause that's, it's almost like that's how they would probably look at some kind of weird androgynous looking thing. It doesn't look like it belongs because maybe they are like doing weird experiments on in Roswell possibly. But and also some of these spirits um, could be inhabiting humans, right? Isn't that like the, what exorcism and that the, the guy in your movie, he's like the, he's an exorcist. Oh yeah. Yeah. He casts out demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that movie, I mean, it's it's interesting that that movie is one of the scariest movies of all time. If if all that stuff is total BS, how can it be that scary to people? And I'm told that it's a that movie is based on a true story. It was a it was actually a boy, not a girl. And from what I read, it was like a thing where, well, they think the kid like was just shaking the bed and stuff. But they were, they were saying objects were like flying off the dresser. So unless he had like an object on a string or something like. It seems like it's almost hard to fake that, in my opinion. The last um, thing you said, I guess we were talking about uh, the exorcist. About, about the exorcist, yeah, because that's um, supposedly is based on a true story, uh, but it was act- technically a boy. But they said, like, you know, multiple people, these are like psychologists and things that went in and observed objects flying and stuff. But then they said, no, they think that maybe he was you know, shaking the bed and stuff, but I don't think you can shake, you know, objects off a dresser and things like that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, it's very, well, it's, I mean, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, what's interesting is again, like, like when you find out, like, like say like the UFO phenomena, or at least as far as the alien phenomena is new. And that's why I was, that's why I tried to like, kind of like say that, that the ancient aliens, people have tried to write aliens back into our history, but people don't talk about, aliens and alien abductions until very recently so it's kind of like what they used to call them was they were talking about like weird weird spiritual beings like fairies and like gnomes and weird you know like weird like leprechauns and stuff like just strange things that saying like that snatch children away so it's almost like is this interesting even like brian gets into it where like like the the goat the goat deity is like is pan and pan was known for snatching children So if you think about it, like, that's why you get the term kidnapping from, like, isn't it interesting? Like when you, when you talk about alien abductions, aliens aren't being abducted, they're doing the abducting. So kidnapping isn't the kids aren't being napped. The kids are, are kids of the goat. They're basically, you know, the offspring of goats. So like, is that's what a, that's what an alien abduction was before anybody had the cons, the context of ET. So right. Like, Different so, terminology, so, but same is again, it goes. And I had, uh, I had this guy, uh, Ryan Sprague on my show and he, he, the, he has all these eyewitness accounts of alien, a UFO and, uh, abductions and things like that, like encounters. And it's a really fascinating to hear these stories, but you know, because it, it possible that people are misinterpreting. I mean, we don't know what it is like, but it is, there's something going on and it's really fascinating to me. Well, that's what I think. I think that's what I'm saying. I think sometimes people are talking past each other. And I think that like, what what Brian and I try to do is like again be more open minded. Where it's like I believe that there is there is spiritual explanations for physical things that happen. Like, but again, it's like you know, you know, just like any kind of somebody tells you something spiritual happened to them, everyone has to, like unless you were there, it's kind of hard like for us to consider 
anything right. that's out of the norm, like we, yeah. we'll, part of our brain will just say, I don't, just, I don't know. It's like slowly walk back, back up. But obviously there's too many of these things on both sides for it to all be BS. Well, and I think the third uh, explanation is that it's the government screwing with people. Like, have you ever heard of Project Bluebeam? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. is so weird to me. I mean, it's not really talked about. And then, of course, it's debunked that it's a hoax. But, I mean, is it possible that the government would have this, like, you know, uh, thing that they could project images? I mean, because they did it with, uh, was it Tupac or whatever? Like, they had, like, a, oh, yeah. a hologram of Tupac. So what's the yeah. say they could have a hologram of an alien or a demon or a ghost or giant uh, Jesus or whatever? I mean, it's well, there was. A, I mean, like literally, this is the funny thing. Like when you actually when you become like go down the rabbit hole, you start looking at some of these old uh, Freedom of Information Acts from like the CIA. Well, that's where they they, they literally floated that idea. It was uh, called Project Mongoose or Operation Mongoose in in Cuba, where they they literally were floating the idea where they were going to fake the second coming of Christ, basically tell the Cubans to overthrow. Castro, because 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 Jesus wasn't a big fan of the co- the government there. Like they they literally talked about doing that. <laughs> That's crazy. Using, I think they were using. I have to Google that using, one. I wasn't aware yeah, of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you the information on that. Yeah, there was a guy. They were going to use like a submarine shooting these star shell flares up into the sky. They were going to use like a, a projector and and whatever else, and they were going to do this. And like, so like when people say, no, no way. They they literally talked about it. I mean, this that that's not a theory anymore. That's literally in, you know, like that's that's a government document that they talked right. about doing it. Well, that's so what like, I wonder. Where does this stuff all connect? Like, what, well, what, I think I think it I think it connects. Where like again, see so if you think about it, like one man's science is the next man's magic. Like obviously, it's some of these things are just like an explanation. It's science when you can explain it, but it's magic when when you don't understand it. So like, so, with, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, what I was going to say is, so when you think about like, again, the Operation Paperclip stuff, well, we know that the the Nazi scientists were working on all kinds of high tech. Well, they were doing lots of other stuff genetically, too. Like so. And they then you get into the MK Ultra stuff where like they're really screwing with people. And so this is what I've always wondered. Like, again, it's they're they're getting people to trip out. They're trying to implant memories in people. They're trying to make them controllable. And not everyone's susceptible to this kind of this mind control. So I've wondered too, like when people are abducted by aliens, is it possible that it, this is a, deno- a demonic phenomenon where a lot of times you hear about people messing around with the occult and then they're abducted and then usually they're sexually assaulted and everything. Well, here, here's again. So if you think about the, the story of the exorcist, you wonder how much if like the, the story like that, how much does the kid remember of what happened? You know, like imagine if you like if you were possessed by something and you're basically used as a puppet. Well, you woke up, you woke up basically all like, you know, bruised up and naked someplace. And you would say. Like, imagine if you had false memories implanted in you, like you would remember it a different way. And obviously think about how wicked that is, like just very similar to like I saw a flying saucer. Everyone's going to think you're crazy. You had some very real thing happen to you and you don't you can't really explain it. You've only got these kind of like vague images. You just know that it was real, but you can't really explain it. Is it possible that that the government would allow somebody to say, oh, yeah, that nut was uh, abducted by aliens when it's like. So you think it's possible that, that, again, this is all just speculation, but it's possible the government knows what's going on and just isn't telling people. I would say that I would say that there's 
probably a hundred percent chance that that they're keeping stuff like that from us like like a hundred percent chance because i think that again like that they are just put it like obviously you can just tell how disingenuous they've been this this whole time where like that like i said i'm i'm sure you're you're you and i are close to the same age where they for for our whole lives they said there's no such thing as this aliens there's no such thing as ufos and now it's like one day they just start just they suddenly start disclosing it and then so you i must like i was thinking about doing a series of videos on this okay so if they're saying that these things are real now shouldn't we go take a look back at some of the most most famous ones to say is there is there more to this than they ever let on so the truth is they were lying the whole time i mean and again this this is not to say that that aliens are real i'm what i'm saying is the UFOs certainly are. Obviously, things you can't identify in the sky are certainly real. I mean, because like we don't know what everything is. But I mean, but the way they've kind of dripped things out now, like I said, it's it's so crazy. There's a guy at the Pentagon who's basically in charge of like alien phenomena. Okay, so like you actually pay somebody to go look into this. So obviously it must be pretty legit, or you're just wasting our money, which I can believe either one of those. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's. True. But I mean, but I mean, they literally had like a report out. I think earlier in the year that this this guy, and I think he was, he he might work for Harvard, Moonlight for Harvard or something like that. He was saying it's possible that the UFO phenomena is comes from a mothership in somewhere in our galaxy. And I'm like, people are so in their own worlds where this 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 should be a bigger story than this, or at least this guy should either be drummed out of washington and laughed at or we should be taking him serious like which one is it but it's just like those stories just get dropped every day now and people are just kind of like oh um you know like what's 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 britney spears doing today you know (laughs) they don't even care right well yeah that's that's a whole nother uh uh thing there and because again like okay yeah so yeah the mothership thing that it's weird that weird timing that they're coming out and saying yeah no aliens are real now it's like what? well it, well there's God. interesting there there is a there's a pretty uh of course i don't know famous book in my circles is called um uh along came a pale horse and it's, it's called by uh bill cooper or william e cooper and and literally he was kind of in he i guess he had some kind of connections and what he believed at first he was like oh gosh all these alien stuff is absolutely real but then he re- then he figured out what they're really trying to do is they're setting us up for some kind of fake alien invasion. And then in order to centralize more power and seize more power. And you're like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Again, you combine it with the, the project blue beam stuff. You, you see all this predictive programming in the movies where like, think of like independence day. Oh, we got to work with the Chinese. We got to work with the Russians because we got this threat. Even Ronald Reagan gave this famous speech in front of the UN He's like, imagine how our differences would slowly guys basically go away or how quickly go away if we faced an alien threat. And you're like, I mean, obviously it makes sense what he's saying, because it's like if that was true, I mean, if that was literally true, you're facing a, an extinction level event for humanity. What would people be willing to do? Obviously, they would work together. And, it, and obviously that sounds good in theory, but like who's going to be, you know, putting this all together? Well, and yeah, because and what does it say? Does it say? Because I, I remember when I was a kid and I would read the Bible. It's been a while since I've really studied the Bible a lot, but I remember when I was a kid in the Bible, I'd always go to the last chapter. Is it Revelations? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always like, okay, I want to like know what the future is and stuff. And uh, it never says exactly when, like Jesus would return and stuff. But is that 
in your beliefs as a Christian, is that something that that you feel like is coming in our lifetime? I mean, I, I believe so. And I guess I guess as a Christian, it's kind of like, and people always say like, well, they always, they've always thought this. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, I guess the thing is like, biblically, there's always these certain signs that are kind of like, you know, war, rumors of war, earthquakes, famine, plague. I mean, obviously, this fits the mold here. You know, obviously, in the book of Revelation, it starts talking about a centralized government, like the beast empire, and like, potentially like a mark of the beast. And again, like as we, we we go forward, you're like you're thinking about like it's very likely that we're going to see a centralized currency, digital currency. And if you think about it, like you have a centralized government who can track all your who can buy, you know, like basically what you buy, what you sell. At some point, it seems like I said, you don't have to be like believe in biblical prophecy to say in the hands of the wrong government. They might decide who can buy and who can sell and decide who can't, you know, basically, right. obviously, eliminate certain people. Decline. You don't get food this week because we you don't like said, what you posted on Facebook. You, I mean, like, obviously, like that, like that, the, like the precursors that are already involved, like in places like China, where you have like the social credit score, social we think about score, like, yeah. The, yeah, like if you and I say something they don't like on this podcast, they could say, hey, we're not going to let you travel or we're not going to let you do this. And eventually it's going to be like, you know, the thought, the thought police where you're not going to allow to, you know, you're not going to have free speech. Obviously we have suit and, you know, a bill of rights here. But again, if like you talk about like eventually a worldwide government and they, and they say, Hey, it's dangerous. Just like, like, like around the pandemic times, you can't say that because that's dangerous. And now they can take, take rights away. From, oh, you said something that's against what we're doing. Cause it's an emergency. You're not allowed to say, you know, of course, isn't it funny? Like when you think about if your rights aren't your rights during an emergency you really don't have those rights because if they can decide you don't, you don't have them at any point if, yeah. if the person who declares the emergency can take the rights away well then i think that's like obvious that's that's not the checks and balances that the, that our founders so you know put in there i think right it was weird because like i never really paid attention to any of this kind of thing or politics or government i didn't know who you know the, the, the attorney general was or any of these names or anything until like 2020 hit and i was like okay there's some weird stuff going yeah. on like i better start paying attention because life is not just like super easy and and carefree anymore it's changed well right i think and that's and that's honestly you know i'm sure like a lot of people probably be like how did a guy like me get into all this and that i think like 2020 2021 the election the 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 pandemic and all these kind of things really started to like i mean obviously as i'm like you know getting my 40s you know, you're looking back at all the things you've been told and you kind of, like I said, you see how like the, the, the narrative shifts and you're just like, nobody apologizes. Nobody, nobody apologizes to the people who were right before, you know, like nobody gets a reputation back who was smeared or canceled in the past. And you're like, does the truth really matter? And then you find out like they're lying to you about certain things. And then you go digging, how much are they lying to you about? And I think I said, obviously, if, if there's one thing that 2020 taught us is that a lot of the institutions and the and the foundations of the society, they're a lot more shaky than people realize. Like I said, the things you thought you took for granted for being just like just the way they are, you realize how quickly they could be removed. And I think that obviously, you know, you're right to be like, hey, wait a minute. Start seeing things through like, hey, like, why are they telling me this? Like before you believe them automatically, like who benefits if 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 this is true or if, who's benefits if this is a lie? Yeah, follow and, the money. That's what I always say. That's a big part. You know of what? Like I said, that's not like that. 
that's the way this world works. And biblically, that makes sense because like Jesus says, you can't serve two masters. He's like, he doesn't say God, he doesn't say God and the devil. He says God in money because it's like the people who serve the devil, obviously they're after what the devil can give them. And that's why people get a little confused about like, like why would these evil people be doing this? Because they want what the devil has. If the devil's offering you things, People, that's what people sell their souls for, not because they love the devil, it's because they love the things that the devil could give you. And that's why people do bad things. So is that real too? Like, cause I think you talked about, that's part of the reason you got into to this stuff too, was you were studying on like Alistair Crowley and like uh, musicians and stuff. And it's interesting because uh, I had the drummer of the Yardbirds on and uh, Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. He was in, Oh gosh, yeah, Jimmy Page. Jimmy but Jimmy, Page, he yeah. said that Jimmy Page was like playing with like Ouija boards and stuff, and he found it like oh. he said it was like kind of like scary. Oh, I it, it's unbelievable. I think that that's that was the thing that woke me up so much was I watched a, a documentary called They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, and and it was almost like those things. And I and I grew up like in the eighties. So I know about the satanic panic and everything was satanic. And my mom was saying everything was satanic yeah. and eventually, eventually tune them out. But I think that like this showed it in a way that I could understand it. Like, like, cause obviously I like things to make sense. And so I think that's how it was when like, when you were showing the, like Lester Crowley in his, you know, theology or philosophy was the, was the tapestry that was weaved throughout our music industry. And you're like, when you see like, he's got connections to the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Here's a crazy one. I don't know if you knew this. They were saying, so Aleister Crowley, and if you guys aren't familiar who he is, he's like the father of like the modern new age, the modern modern Satanism. And he did like, basically he gave like the Satanists their credo, which is do what thou wilt. You know, you see Jay-Z even rocks that shirt. So he's got this, this philosophy. And obviously this guy's, I think he was called the wickedest man of, in the world when he was alive. At one point he had a house on Loch Ness. Well, Jimmy Page bought that house. And so I didn't so I didn't hear this until recently. I think it was like on Mr. Mythos, if you've ever seen his his YouTube page. No. He was talking about some of the the occult connections with with uh, Led Zeppelin. Well, the, I didn't realize the house that that Alester Crowley owned that eventually Jimmy Page bought, it was on the site of a church that burned down with the people in the church. And eventually they rebuilt they built a house on there. And they had a graveyard for the people that were in the church, like literally connected to the house. Like they had a place where you go down in the church and it went underground out to basically where the cemetery was by the lake. And so eventually Aleister Crowley moved out of there because he had like bad things, like people involved died in that place. So this guy was freaked out by it. I think they said people connected Jimmy Page died at that house. And you're like, oh. Oh my gosh. Like I, it, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, like it gives me chills just thinking about like, and then you think like, like stairway to heaven and it making sense backwards. Even people, if you don't, even if you don't believe in it, listen to that song forwards, like, like with a, with a, like literally listening to the lyrics, it's a weird song forwards. And then Jimmy page, they say like his, his, some of the outfits he wore were like, they were like wizard robes. I mean, like, whether you believe in that or not, he was doing things where like, you know, with like pointing to each direction. I mean, he's it's it's a rich. He was doing rituals on stage. And so, like, oh. most people don't think of Black Sabbath being satanic. But in every stretch of the word, they were like, I mean, like and I think that, oh, what did I say? Black Sabbath. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, Black yeah, Sabbath. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, everybody knows they are. But, but yeah, they have well, a song yeah, called Mr. Mr. Crowd. Like, yeah, it's more like in your face, like, especially like you said, the 80s. Like, uh, and I know like uh, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, well, he was just on Rogan recently and he was talking to him, and now he's like a Christian. Same with Alice Cooper. But Dave Mustaine was saying that there was some song, I forget what it was called, something about magic or putting a spell. And he said he did some spell on it. Like, it worked and it freaked him out. He like he did the spell on a girl or something, and something happened to her. Well, and... that you know, it sounds like you know who they say you know Aerosmith. Okay, so like, so what uh, Lester Crowley talked about was sex magic, and you th- if you think about the Chili Peppers, blood sugar sex magic, and obviously if you look at the cover, it's spelled with a K, and that's how you know it's related to Lester Crowley because because K is the eleventh letter, and he spelled magic with the K. And but so do you like, think these bands know what they're doing? Are they just going, oh, this is cool, like this other band did it, and oh, this is kind of weird, I'll, let's do it this way? Or do you think they're really like going in and praying to the god of Satan? Well, I think it's, I guess the thing is, like, that's, I think there's levels of this stuff. You know, that's what I'm saying. I just like, again, like the Freemasonry stuff, there's levels of understanding, and I and they believe in duality. So I don't believe that everybody who gets into that probably, they probably, in, the, in their minds, convince themselves they're not doing anything that's bad they're contacting spirits or things that help them write songs be better musician you know get the things they want or like even like think of like manifestation you know name it and claim it even people in like in the church believe that stuff you know i said it's the same stuff where they've they try to manifest things that happen so obviously if somebody says put this way if all the biggest bands in the world are are doing this are they all making it up like why would they i mean because again like when when you finally know what they're talking about, you see that they're not being su- they're not being subtle about this. But I think most people would not look at Led Zeppelin and think that was like a satanic band because they're no. not really because like, they're not really advertising that they worship the devil. They're not like they're not trying to do shock value things. It to me, it's it's more like they really believe the stuff they're doing. But I mean, why would you buy that wicked man's house? Why would you? Why would you? I mean, especially when you know the history of that place. Yeah, why did he? Do you think it's just like a just because he thought it'd be cool or something? I or? think. I mean, I think. Like I said, I think that obviously they 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 believe that stuff. And again, that's and I think that's where like I finally took the blinders off. Where it was like, if somebody said I sold my soul, like why would somebody lie about that? You know, like again, so like, like if he it, buys the house, like he, he, he thinks something magical is going to happen there, or some sort of inspiration because of all the evilness, or like he's like. I don't get it. Well, like, obviously, as somebody who believes in the the spiritual, I would say that, again, think about like what I was saying, like what a demon would be, would be this like a deceased Nephilim. So obviously it's got some connection to a angel. And so like, even even think about like the the demons probably can contact their, like the fallen angels who would give people stuff, you know, like that's, that's interesting as we go, we go back to the ancient, ancient angels topic, like in the book of Enoch, it talks about the angels that came down who took wives. They gave men technology. So they gave men knowledge of things, knowledge of like the stars, knowledge of magic, knowledge of like metalworking, stone cutting, you know, just like, like if you ever, ever wondered, like, how did man figure these things out? It's like, I mean, the Bible would say that the angels taught men stuff, you know, is it possible they, they, there, is it possible they're still teaching people to do certain things? I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, because when I, when I interview a lot of these musicians and I say, where do you like get your inspiration? Like, how does this song come to you? And they're like, I don't know. It just, I just pick up the guitar and it just comes out. It's like, well, it is interesting to think like, 
Well, they're what they're well, they, a lot of these ideas coming from. Well, a lot of times you do that. You hear like, do you ever see that movie? Like again, it's so this again that shows you in the movies a lot of times. Like I know when there's like somebody like Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Think about that song. Um, what is it? Um, Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah. And he starts talking about. He's tell. He's like he's saying that I picked up the pen, and it wasn't even me. And he was like, the thing was right in itself. And it's like, okay, so when he's saying that. Again, so then you look at a movie like um, Venom 2. I don't know if you saw that movie, but there's a there's a scene where like Venom is this kind of black goo that kind of possesses Eddie Brock, makes him real strong and powerful. At one point, the, the suit is picking up the pen and it's just draw. It's writing without him doing it. It's like what they're showing you is automatic writing. Like that these people would write a song. And again, that's why like when people would say. When I get on stage, I'm this different persona. The spirit just kind of fills me up. And you're like, they just said what I'm saying, but like people don't believe them. But couldn't it also just be uh, just an energy or something that's not necessarily demonic? I mean, I'm sure that even with Christian uh, artists and things like they have similar kind of stories of inspiration where the words come to them and and the well, energy. I mean, the stage. I, well, I would say I would say that not every time you get a feeling is it is it is it a demon but i'm saying that like that when you when people start naming their alter egos like sasha fierce you know like that's weird like you know what i mean like even think like eminem like being like slim shady he's got this alter ego and it's like he he's talking about like somebody else you know when he starts talking about his all they start they start talking about alter egos like i think when you they say a spirit possesses me they talk about like the angus young and he's acting like a maniac on the stage it's like is he is he is is this any different than the exorcist except he's not puking everywhere he's like he's he's acting like a maniac but he's playing a guitar well so like is it is it part of an act or is it more than that well that's what i wonder yeah like did they are they doing it on purpose like they're you know they're reading these occult books and and or are they just going hey like let's try to scare people like because that's what it felt like in the 80s with some of those bands like Molly Crew is one of my favorites, but I feel like some of the stuff they did, it seemed like they just did it to try to get a rise out of people and to get attention and be controversial. But then I don't know. Maybe I heard stories that, that maybe there was stuff going on. So well, isn't it know, isn't it interesting in a lot of these things? Like again, you think like Vince Neil, like a lot of these people are connected with death, like with like these weird tragedies in their life. And it's like some a lot of people have wondered at points, it's like it was there some kind of sacrificial thing happened? Because we really don't know. Even if it's funny, I was watching again. Um, I'm sure you'd love this movie. This is Spinal Tap. Of course, yeah. And isn't it funny? And I was listening to it like kind of through like it, like which is almost like that understanding where like they were even talking about the drummer who just mysteriously kept them dying. And they were saying <laughs> it was it Nigel was saying the 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 police said this one would be better left unsolved. And it's like it's like it's a, it's a hilarious line, but at the same time, like it is almost like it's weird that all these bands who are popular are, do have all these, these major tragedies in their lives. And yeah. Is, it, is, the, is it the sacrifice thing that that's an interesting, cause that wasn't that they talked about, I thought I remember learning this in a uh, Bible school. It's been a while, but they said that back in the day in the old Testament to get rid of sin, you had to sacrifice a goat or something like that and drink goat's well, blood. Well, there, well, no, thing. I mean, there's an, there's an atonement. So like they had the atonement. So like, and obviously that's what Jesus did for us was that he was the, he took the sin offering on right. and he was sat, he was sacrificed. So it's like, so yeah, it's, there's obviously a connection with, with blood and cleansing in the spiritual. So it's like, 
again, if you're if they're dealing with these same kind of demonic entities or spiritual, there is a thing about the blood that obviously we don't really know. Obviously, as Christians, we're not looking too deeply, and and we're way past like obviously the 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 pre-Jesus stuff where they were doing sacrifices. You know, the good people were doing sacrifices at God's temple. But so that's like, a real thing, right? Where they would sacrifice a goat or something. Oh, I mean, obviously, there's there's stuff with the blood. I mean, it's like there's you know every people pretty much ever, and obviously there's you know just even in in you know medical because there's life in the blood without blood there's no life there's something about blood that we don't really understand and i mean i guess i said it just it does seem like when you start to look at like the histories of these people and it's like so many of them had like tragedies with like young like young children and stuff and it's like you would hate to ever think that that was like there was some ill intent in that it wasn't just an accident but like there's so many examples of that and like i guess as i'm saying like I'm I'm not going to err on the like side Eric of Clapton's saying. kid. You think there was some sort of thing there? Well, then Vince Neil's kid, his one of his kids died. Yeah. He obviously had yeah. that one bandmate. Yeah, cancer. Died. yeah. well, it's like something that that he brought on because he pulled from the the dark forces, and then they said, "Well, we gave you the fame. Now we're going to take your." Well, pop. is it po- yeah? Is it possible that if like you know, there's obviously the 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 memes of that like where, well, I would do anything to make it big. And then you see like some kind of cryptic guy saying behind anything. And it's like, one day I'm going to require something of you. And it's like, you're like, you're not going to know what it is, but you're like, you're willing to give this up. And that's why like, you see like a lot of people die. They, they either die young when there's a tragedy with one of their parents dying freakishly. Even Kanye West said that, that he said that his, his mom was sacrificed for this. And you're like, yeah, he, you can look that up. He he said that recently. He's a course, weird guy. Well, he said a lot of things, but I guess yeah. the point is, is, like, it's he obviously is in a position where he <laughs> he got all the things that everyone would want. You think like out of this world, and and you kind of wonder how. I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah, well, you're thinking about no, like, it doesn't well, seem this, that bright, but somehow he makes music that people like. Well, he he is intelligent, but he's obviously goes off the rails, and I think that's why obviously he's not a he's not a very reliable witness. Like you could say, like could take him for what he says because he says so many off the wall things but i was saying like when you do find that common theme of these people you know showing you that they have some kind of in, being influenced by the Celester crowley and then if you read what his books say and i, and I wouldn't i'm not encouraging people to read his books i'm just saying like looking to people who have looked into him it's like there are these common themes going on and then it's like it's kind of like if if all the you know like you say like how do I make it on the cover of Rolling Stone? And and nine out of ten of them say the same things. It's like, well, are they all making it up or are they telling you the truth? And people just don't want to believe them. They don't want to believe that that's how you make it. But if, if you think about it, I think the music business would probably be the most obvious. I'm sure anybody who's in it would tell you, like, the the industry makes makes the people. Like, obviously, there's so many people who are talented that you never heard of. Right. And there's a reason. No, that's or there's very a- true. That is very true. The industry definitely can pick and choose who they want to be big. Yeah. And uh, there, because yeah, there's a lot of musicians I've interviewed that I'm like, wow, this guy's so talented. No one's ever heard of him. And or, or you, or, or you that- think about, or you think about like the one hit wonders. Yeah. Like, like why are they? I mean, they were so good. And like, but what happened? Yeah. So you're saying that you think that they made some sort of deal to get their fame. Well, you think about it, it's like, obviously, I know what people are probably interpreting me saying is that like, like literally some guy with, you know, who's all red with horns and a pitchfork just steps out and just gives him a contract, says sign it in blood. 
I think there's degrees of knowledge on what you're doing. Can you imagine like everyone knows the term sellout, right? That like, let's just say you and I who like doing podcasts, what would you be willing to do in order to make it like a Joe Rogan situation? Some people would be willing to compromise their integrity in some way for money and fame. Well, obviously that's a degree of kind of selling your soul. So like at what level are you willing to do things you wouldn't normally do in order to do that? And then when you're talking about being mega famous on the level of these kind of people, like, like what wouldn't they do? I mean, I like, there's so many stories probably that's behind the music saying we would do anything to make it. You know, they, they, they fully say that. And then, and then you have like people like, Kate, like Katy Perry is a good example of like some saying this was somebody by her own admission. She could not make it as like the, the Christian Amy. She wanted to be like Amy Grant. She wanted to be a Christian singer. But she couldn't make it on the Christian scene. So she just shifted to the secular scene and became like the biggest pop star in the world. Well, that doesn't that seem like it would be harder to do like that? And then yeah. she says, and in the most melancholy voice, I sold my soul. Dude, I'm starting to get uh freaked out that <laughs> well, I've never had this problem with my internet. I swear. It's kind of weird. We start talking about this stuff, and then the internet starts going in and out. Well, it is funny that I, I just saw that recently with somebody I was known. They were talking about stuff that we were like, like people talking about to topics like this. And yeah, and just like just having like problems they normally don't have. Yeah, no, it's it's a little getting free. Well, we'll wrap it up. I'll let you get back to uh, work. But uh, thank you so much for doing this. The movie's out. Is it out now to the public? Yes, the, uh, it's the movie's Ancient Angels and it's at ancientangelsmovie.com. You can also, if you follow me on any social media app, I'm JT Follows JC, which I'm on YouTube, I'm on Rumble, I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook, as well as TikTok. Like I said, TikTok, I got a pretty big following on there. But yeah, yeah. so if you, if you follow me on any of those apps, you can like click on my bio, Ancient Angels, is it? I'll put Ancient, the website yeah. in the show notes and uh, people can uh, check it out. It's I really enjoyed it. I was on the edge of my seat. There's two parts. Watch both parts. It's great stuff. And uh, yeah, thank yeah, you. And so also, much. also, and I have a, I have a podcast called Decoding Babylon. Like I said, if you want to check it out on like, I'm on all of the, the major uh, podcast apps, but, okay. yeah, but yeah, this is, this has been time. awesome. I have to come back on. It's like, I actually enjoyed yeah. talking about the music stuff a lot more than, um, like I said, we, we, this, this kind of stuff can kind of kind of go everywhere. We, we talk oh, about yeah. everything. Would you be willing to have like a debate? I'd love to have like you and like an alien guy and like a science guy and just like have a conversation. I wouldn't mind, uh, like, obviously, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess I wouldn't mind. I mean, like, I'm not, I guess I said, it's kind of like, I'm not, I, I have, I have friends who like debate atheists on like on TikTok live. And I like, mostly I just kind of cringe because it's just like, nobody really changes anyone's mind. And everyone's like saying so-and-so is getting owned. But like, I, I don't mind talking about that kind of stuff. I, cause like I said, I, I don't, I think sometimes I feel like we're talking past each other when we right. can see like the, the commonalities of the things. As opposed we, we to, were... okay, maybe not uh, phrase it as a debate, but a discussion. Just yeah, I, no, I I, to yeah. have like all three of you and find the common ground. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you'll disagree about some things, but I think there'll be a lot of common ground too. I think it'd be interesting. Well, I think it is. I think that's what, like I said, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like that, like you get back into the ancient, ancient angels topic where like, there's these stories around the world and you're like, if you actually listen, you're like, this sounds like a game of telephone where somebody's just like, they're telling it, they're telling the same story, but like, it's got so far removed from the event that like, you know what, maybe there's, right. there's, there's little nuggets of truth in there. And I think as, as we 
as people are trying to find out what's true, we can try to figure out what we what we believe. And then we can and obviously I would be lying if I didn't say there's a lot of speculation involved in the stuff we're talking about, because it's like, how could we really know? Any anybody who's too sure of the things when you start talking about stuff like this, you can almost disregard what they say, because it's like exactly. Yeah, got to be you got to have some humility to be like talking about these these kind of topics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I love the movie. It raises a lot of interesting. Uh, I feel like I have more questions than answers, but there's a lot of stuff, and you start going down the rabbit hole, and uh, it is stuff that I think people should know about, whether they uh, agree with some of it or disagree. I mean, there's things, that, and th- these are evidence. I mean, you can Google it too, and and see the pictures and the s- stories and the articles about the giant uh, skeleton bones and stuff. I mean, it's interesting. So yeah, absolutely, cool stuff. Well, thanks, JT. I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, well God bless, man. I appreciate it. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the full podcast episode. Please help support our guests by following them on social media and purchasing their products, whether it be a book, album, film, or other thing. And if you have a few extra dollars, please consider donating it to their favorite charity. If you want to support the show, you can like, share, and comment on this episode on social media and YouTube. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can give us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Finally, make sure you're subscribed to the show on YouTube for the video versions and other exclusive content. We appreciate your support. Have a great rest of your day and shoot for the moon.